This is Sound & Vision on KEXP. Hammock is an ambient duo from Nashville, Tennessee, made up of the multi-instrumentalists Mark Bird and Andrew Thompson. This week, they're out with their 12th album called Love in the Void. KEXP's Roddy Nickpour spoke with Hammock to unpack their latest and loudest record to date. Mark and Andrew usually record and mix their songs by themselves. So, after two weeks of being locked down thanks to the pandemic, they say they were really glad to be in a studio like old times, collaborating with other real human beings in real time. This approach is a testament to the album title itself, Love in the Void. Mark Bird says that if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that we often create our own void, but it's important to find love in that void. It doesn't have to be near as much as a void as it feels like if we just did a better job at loving each other. Let's take care of each other, you know? You make the choice to cherish each other rather than to run each other down and stop finding all these ridiculous ideas to be divided over. It's so silly in the long run, especially when you are faced with how short life really is. Recently, Andrew and Mark have both had very personal close encounters with The Void, too. Here's how Mark says the lyrics came together on the track, Denial of Endings. My grandmother's house that we no longer have, it was the one house that I had known since I was a baby, since I was born. And she had this long hallway with this history of family in picture form. You know, all these pictures hanging up. And we were having to clean out her house because she had passed away. You know, and Andrea and I are kind of in a place where our family, they're getting older, you know? Yeah, both our fathers had heart attacks this past year. Yeah. And Andrea's mom had some a health scare, and change really is the only absolute that there is in life, you know? I mean, anytime you think you've reached a place where it's solid, you know, you settled your camp. You know, the wind comes, blows it down, and you got to keep going. And I'm sitting there looking at the hallway of all these people that I had known. And I just remember thinking, like, all the faces in this hallway used to remind me that I'm alive. And now it feels like it's reminding me that I'm going to die. And that's the lyric. It's like, and now the faces in the hall tell me someday I'm going to die. And even a song like Untruth. I remember, Andrew, it was like when you got some news about your mom. And yeah, when things happen in our life that kind of are those interruption points, music is the way that we process it. It's a catharsis for us to be able to do that. It just is amazing that it helps other people as well. Yeah, Andrew's favorite thing is that this is the way we purge our demons. You know, it is. (laughs) Hammock has put out 11 ambient albums since 2005. And over nearly 20 years, 
they haven't really relied on live shows as a primary way to make ends meet. But I will say the story of their first show ever is pretty remarkable. For their first show, Hammock opened for Rice Boy Sleeps, a project that consists of another duo, Alex Summers and his former partner, Yonzi. Yes, that Yonzi of Sigaros. Here's Mark again. The first gig we played was because we were asked to play an after party of Yonzi and Alex's Rice Boy Sleeps art exhibit. It was visual and audio. I had seen, I was in Hot Springs of all places, walking by this art gallery. There's a lot of art galleries there, believe it or not. And I saw this video loop of these birds flying and I thought, that's really beautiful. So I got home to Tennessee. I looked up on MySpace what this was and I wrote a message saying, really like this a lot. This is really beautiful. And I got a message back. Hey, we love what you do. Best thing we've heard on MySpace, you've got it down perfect marriage of melodies and soundscape hugs Yancey and Alex I was like cool that's awesome didn't know who they were we had no idea put it together and then all of a sudden we get we get this call from a friend of mine or of ours now um, who had an art gallery and said that he had Yancey and Alex that come in to you know do an exhibit and would you want to play the after party and I was like I don't know man and then they then as we kept talking it came out like no, this is Yancey from Cigarettes. You're like, oh my God. Okay, yeah, of course we'll do it. Yes, <laughs> of course we will. You know, and and um, and, and then then we started freaking. And then we freaked out, right? <laughs> and because we thought this is going to be our first gig, you know, like this is, you know, and so it ended up being really beautiful because we wrote all different music, new music for it, except for a few songs. Never thinking we were going to make an album of it out of it. It, it was just a gift, yeah, to them, just a gift to them. And we came back from Nashville and and. We rehearsed this like crazy, and so we just decided to try to make an album out of it, and we ended up doing that. We asked them if we could name the album after one of the pieces in their in their uh, exhibit called Maybe They Will Sing For Us Tomorrow, and they wrote back and said, we will if you let us design the cover. And so that's how that came about. And then after that, we played a few more live shows, all of that material and some, some others, but we never really did a full band with drums as Hammock. Yeah, it was always the two of us and then Matt. Yeah. Slocum. Yeah. Plain show. And visuals. <laughs> I feel like I've always known Hammock to be like a studio band where you make albums and, and put them out. I'm curious, like being based in Nashville, one of the music hubs in the U.S., how much of your career is based at this point around playing live shows? Is it something you did a lot before? You know, pandemic aside even, uh, I'm just curious how you balance like being in the studio with that idea of like playing live. We pretty much are studio rats yeah. at this at this point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, we li- and we like it that way. I think both of us kind of prefer the creation side, the, the, the challenge of the writing. And I think, you know, you live in Nashville and there's some so much live music and you know yeah, it's it'd be, crazy it'd be a lie if Andrew and I didn't admit that we had been in other bands trying to play live all the time and and crappy vans and just crap tours and and crap jobs you know just to be able to do this and and the truth is is that 
that's a real good way to start hating music. I just, I think both of us love music so much that we didn't want that to happen. And so we're very, we guard hammock real safe. And so uh, we don't want to put ourselves in a position to where we get to the point where we're having to play live to survive. You know, we've just been in really bad situations where, you know, you end up hating each other. I think another thing that Hammock does that's really interesting is that um, you all have your own record label, Hammock Music. And I've noticed that, like, the more you've collaborated with other artists, the more that they've kind of, like, come into your record label. So I'm thinking of Slow Meadow. Or, like, Luminette, who just released her debut album last year. What's the story of, like, starting your own record label and, you know, how has that helped or maybe hindered your progress as musicians and creatives? I think it has helped in, in a huge way because we keep hearing stories of people in the worst possible situations because of deals that they signed with record labels years ago, you know, to the point that it's, you know, going to destroy their careers. I mean, it really, you have to be so, so careful and I, I feel like the way that it came about with Johnny, it was very natural. It was very, it was very safe. We were very well protected. There's a snobbery, I think, about like some music press that you know feels like if you're self-released, you're not maybe a real thing. That's not as bad as it used to be. What I know is that we would not be making a living doing what we're doing if we were signed to a regular label. No one's telling you release a record by this date. And so you go in half cocked, you don't know what you're gonna do. You're trying to figure it. I mean, th this music really wouldn't exist if we didn't take time with it, because we'll do it, listen to it, deconstruct it, reconstruct it. You know, that's how it works. It really is a sickness that we have. It's so not profit driven. It's so, yeah, yeah. It's so music driven almost to the point that, you know, like we're-, we're Driven into the ground. Yeah, we're hitting it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It feels good to be able to sit with people almost as a mentor type, you know? Because, I mean, some of the mistakes we've made have got to mean something, you know? Right. Maybe save somebody a little bit of heartache. Yeah. like Just the like, smallest. Like, here's where we were stupid. Don't do that, you right. know? And, and here's where we felt like we did the right thing. What's your advice for like making ends meet or at least having some kind of business practice with Hammock, even if you're not playing live, right? Because I think so many musicians think touring is the thing they have to do to make ends meet. It's different because, you know, when we started, there wasn't streaming. I mean, there wasn't a lot of what we live off of right now. We really got lucky that we got in before uh, it got so crowded because it's so crowded now. It's so hard to stand out. I think you need to be strategic about how you tour who you tour with and try to do as much as you can yourself and learn as much as you can how to do it yourself. I mean, you have to work hard and you have to work every day 
And it was a long time before we made a profit. Yeah, it was a long long time. time. And we fulfilled every order ourselves. We still do. Our manager, Johnny, we just got on a Zoom call with him before we got on with you. And he's sitting in our little storage building that we have down there, and he's fulfilling every order. So he does it all himself, occasionally brings in some people to help, but having just the creativity is not enough, I don't think. I mean, you have to have someone from an outside perspective help you find a way to uh, get creative with income. And Johnny has been really valuable with that. We wouldn't keep doing and still be doing what we're doing without Johnny. Personally, thank you, but I mean, just also thanks for making the time to talk about Love in the Void with us. Thanks for having having us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Really have enjoyed it. That was Mark Bird and Andrew Thompson of the ambient duo Hammock. Their 12th studio album is out this week. It's called Love in the Void. Hammock says they're already halfway done with another album, and they're even considering doing one big live show later this year. For KEXP, I'm Roddy Nickford. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.